Star Wars geek girls. They're geek girls that like Star Wars. And sometimes cry. Uh, hi, this is Zoe from Star Wars Geek Girl, and I'm here with Lizzie. Hi! And we're also here with Jonah today. Hey! We're going to talk about, we have the last three episodes of The Mandalorian to talk about. We'll probably mostly just talk about the finale, though, because that's, like, the big one. You don't want to tell them that, like, I'm physically here with yeah, you Liz- in Pennsylvania? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Lizzie is in Pennsylvania sitting next to me. Jonah's not. Yeah. Jonah's I'm not. We got to bring you up here. It's what? I'm it's like... like- an eight-hour drive. I moved to New York, and then I texted Jonah. I was like, "Hey, I'm in New York," and Jonah's like, "I'm not in New York anymore." <laughs> that was a very unfortunate series of events. Yeah, I was like, "No, Lizzie, I'm not in New York anymore." <laughs> mm, she moved away from me. It's fine. I did. But it wasn't by choice. It was because I had no monies and my mom had the monies and she went to North Carolina. So I had to go with her because I needed yeah. the monies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, COVID times makes it tough for uh, us youngins. Did you guys get snow down there in North Carolina? Um, no. <laughs> I don't know what it took me forever to come up with. No. <laughs> Um, and also, by the way, I love my mom, not just because of the monies. <laughs> not, I, just, like, I didn't want people yeah, to think sure, that I only followed her. <laughs> no, no, I love my mom. It's because you love your mom. <laughs> How is she? She's fine. She's good. She's working from home, which is really nice. Um, yeah. And uh, it's always it was it's always fun going up to her and making bothering her like as if I was a seven year old or something. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I was I was in New York for school and it like barely snowed. It like snowed a little and then that was it. And then like I get I wake up at like two PM and then it was like it snowed at ten and I was like, Oh, I guess I didn't wake up for snow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very odd the snow patterns nowadays. It's you can't just you can't predict them. <laughs> yeah, it's snowing a lot here, though. Yeah, well, we got it. We got like a ton of snow all at once, and it's just still hanging around. Got it. My favorite like... activity to do in snow is lay in it. Lay in it. Yeah. Okay, nice. Fight. Not did really. Did you go sledding? I did go sledding, but the snow where I was is like crumbles. It doesn't <laughs> actually form. That was do, oh, okay. Unfortunate. I'll, we'll have to, I'll have to peg you with a snowball later. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see a video of that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But snow's cool. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, hmm. Oh, I, well, it's just funny because, like, like I remember um, the first snow I had in college. I was in Philly and it snowed. It didn't snow that much, but my roommate was from Georgia and she was like, look, it's snowing. And I was like, oh God, I have to go to class. And she was like so excited because she didn't like no snow really. <laughs> That's and I was me. just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I liked it. The only thing was like, I was really, really cold. I was cold at 70 degrees and it was all of a sudden 40. And I was like, I, I don't think I can go to class right now. <laughs> Um, so funny. <laughs> talk about the Mandalorian. Yeah. So yes. we're behind a little. Yeah. Um, so we need to talk. The first one is chapter 14, which, what's the t- name of that one? Uh, just says chapter 14. <laughs> <laughs> what's the, what's the little thumbnail hey, for it? I'll tell you before you watch the episode. Uh, what's the name? What's the name? Find it. 
What's your name? I honestly don't even remember myself because I, it's funny because I, I, I know that we got it weekly, but it still feels like I binged it all. So yeah. I don't remember half yeah. the stuff I think that I, I saw. Weird in pandemic. Wait, <laughs> honestly. My mom, my mom wishes that they just gave it all to us like that to binge watch it. That would be nice. I think it's kind of nice, though, because, like, like especially with, like, school and stuff, like, I don't know if I have time to binge watch it soon enough to not get spoiled, ah. you know? Mm. So I but, like that I, like, I like I can set it aside, like, an hour a week, but, like, during school, I don't think I would have had time to just mm. binge it all. So true, know? so true. And then mm-hmm. to process it all. But yeah. uh, chapter 14 is the tragedy, and that's Thank when... Thank you. I'm, like, watching the whole episode. And then that's uh, with uh, Robert Rodriguez as the director. The tragedy now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I remember like the title popped up, and me and my dad have been waking up at like five, six to watch all the episodes this season. A.M. Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Not all of us sleep until two on a daily basis, Uh, so it's not that bad. But we, um, so we would like, and no one else wants to wake up that early, so we would watch it just together, the two of us. And I remember the tragedy popped up, and I was like, uh-oh, my dad's still laughing at me. Yeah, it doesn't sound, like, I saw it, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> not, yeah. It doesn't sound good. Yeah, yeah it's, it's interesting how they title these, because some of them, I feel like, are very, like, straightforward. Like, the finale was just, like, the rescue, and it's like, yeah, the rescue. But then some of them are a little bit more, like, like, the believer was the one before the finale, like, the sin in season one. So it's, like, it's weird. I want to know their, like, title how they think of those and like which ones yeah like what brings them to that one word (laughs) it seems simple but complex because i would never name an episode the rescue because i'd feel like oh people aren't gonna like that because it's so simple (laughs) (laughs) or it gives away what it is yeah Mm -hmm. even though we know it's going to be the rescue but (laughs) But, uh, but the tragedy he gets to what's the planet um oh shoot i had it at the tip of my tongue <laughs> it's a jedi like planet it has the rocks the cool rocks, <laughs> <It has> cool <laughs> rocks. i feel i feel bad that i don't know anything star tython 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 thank you <laughs> yeah because a lot of legends people were very excited for yeah. that right yeah sometimes yeah. legends people are like oh my god it's planet and i'm like okay and i was like <laughs> is this how people who like haven't watched clone wars or rebels feel Cause like we're like, oh my god, it's Bo-Katan. And yeah. Like, but then like it's a legend thing, and everyone's like, oh my god, it's this. And I'm like, okay, that's it exactly. So, yeah. Like cool, I guess. Um, <laughs> but so they get there, and I was surprised that they went there the next episode after he was told about it, because the whole up to that point, the whole series was like, all right, Mando, you gotta go here. But it takes two episodes to get there. So he actually got there, and I was like, yeah. Wow. Wow, good, good job. job. <laughs> this is surprising. No <laughs> um, this whole show to me has just been like a video game because yeah. like I'll go somewhere and then it's like, well, you need to do this side quest. And I'm like, okay. And then I do the side quest and the side quest has like seven more side quests to do. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> when can I actually get to what I need to do in the game? But um, yeah, I liked this episode. And then they go and dro- he just drops them off at the seeing stone. He's like, do you see anything? Like, <laughs> there's a butterfly. Yeah, there was a butterfly. Yes. I like the with the butterfly because it reminded me of in the Clone Wars when Yoda would sit. Oh, and yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. 
It's funny because every time I see that blue butterfly, it always reminds me of the Ben Solo fans and their love of that butterfly because they think they believe it's a connection to Ben Solo because of this. Uh, I forget the name of the cartoon that uh, made that connection. But the thing is that butterfly or at least a variation of that butter- butterfly has been in, clone- in in Clone Wars, like you mentioned just now, Zoe. So yeah, it's, it's uh, something that I personally relate to the force and not necessarily to one individual. So yeah, every time I see that butterfly or anything butterfly-like, like in Resistance, I don't know if you remember that Flying. episode. Yeah, where they found that temple and you see that these little flying butterfly-like creatures. I thought, oh, force-related things. I'm excited. <laughs> Just force things. Yeah. <laughs> but um, what is he like turns around for a second and then yeah. he like looks back and like Grogu is like, yeah, we know his yes. name is Grogu at this point. Um, Like this force or thing bubble <laughs> yeah it was very remind and i know i keep bringing everything back to jedi fallen order but like it was very it reminded me of when cal does like the meditation circles in that game whenever you like save he like mm. sits down and like there's it doesn't look exactly like that but like the runes light up and there's like a light that's oh that's cool i didn't i didn't realize that was i mean i probably did but i just forgot but yeah that's neat that comparison still need to play that game because I just I got so frustrated with it because I played it when like it first first came out so there were still like bugs and stuff and I like what it like the audio didn't connect with what the what the scene was like it was off and that was like bothering me a lot and then (laughs) I died during a cutscene. like I fell through the floor while I was meeting his master and I was like Wait, and my dad was next to me. He's like, how did you do that? I was like, Classic oh. Lizzie. I died. I was like, Yeah. But, um... I, I didn't even get to really play that game much at all until fairly recently, just because mm-hmm. I had to go to school, like, when it came out, because it came out in the fall. Yeah. So, like, I didn't have my Xbox in my dorm room. There were some people in my building that, like, set up, they took their desk and, like, took everything off it and set up a TV and, like, Xbox or PlayStation <laughs> on their desk. And I'm like, what do you do I, your schoolwork? Yeah, it's the complete opposite of what you should be doing in school. <laughs> I have, like, dressers in mine, and, like, they're pretty tall. So I just had, like, a TV and I just put that and, like, my Switch next to it and then, like, a plant. There's a, my plants died. Two of them died. There, it was going to be cilantro and, like, basil or something. And I was like, oh, it's going to be yummy when they're all, like, thrown. <laughs> and then they died because there was no more sunlight. But, it's but okay. someone someone who did come close to dying <laughs> yeah, was yeah, uh, dude, um, the Mandalorian yeah. because I felt every time he tried to go into that force bubble... I'm like, like what, what are you doing? You're just going to, you're just going to kill yourself <laughs> slamming into a rock somewhere. Trying <laughs> uh, and kept getting thrown back. Well, but yeah, but after, he saw, when is he, he saw Boba. He yeah, saw the slave one land. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like, which, that, when the slave one was landed, it looked weird. I mean, it looks cool, but like, it looked like it was crashing, and I was like, oh, there he goes. <laughs> like, I don't know. I wasn't sure. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to know if they're going to, like, elaborate more on exactly how, like, Boba was doing, like, what he was doing on Tatooine. Because to me, I thought something happened somehow to the Slave One or whatever, and he just, like, for whatever reason, couldn't find his armor and couldn't get off the planet. 
and that's why he was hanging around on Tatooine and how Cobb Vanth had his armor. But then in that episode, he mentions Cobb Vanth by name. So obviously he knew who, who had, had his it. armor. Mm-hmm. And like, and he had the slave one. So I was like, well, Boba, why didn't you just like go get it? Yeah, <laughs> like, I think one of, the, one of the reasons I, I've come to uh, believe, and a few, I saw a few other people say the same thing, but Cobb Vanth wasn't using it for selfish purposes. He was using it to... Yeah you know, get rid of bandits and protect this town. So I think Boba saw it as like, okay, well, he's doing some good with it. And we've come to know Boba over time, over these past few episodes, to be someone who's an honorable kind of guy. He's not like the the Boba they depict in the comics, unfortunately, because I don't think they really have a good handle on who Boba is in that, in those issues. So uh, I think Dave's Boba is really interesting. Um, and my, my best friend is very happy about it because she loves loves Boba Fett and yeah. I'm so happy for her. I mean it reminds <laughs> me of like younger Boba in a way. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It was like younger Boba was very I I keep I keep almost saying Axel. Because he just, does I, know, I call Ezra or Axel Ezra I just I keep <laughs> because I don't know why. <laughs> the you know, side effects of cosplaying. Boba. But, uh, so Bobo, when he was younger, was pretty, like, kept to his word and stuff, even though he was, like, very, you know, revenge-hungry for, like, Ma- uh, Ma- uh, Mace. Mace. Mm-hmm. Words, you know? <laughs> um, but, I don't know. It definitely reminded me of younger Boba in a way. Like, still, like, sassy. And then there's Dark Disciple, where, like, he was still sassy, but he was also like, "Fine, I'll help you go get your boyfriend." Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a moment. That's a moment that a lot of people forget about because obviously it's a book. Not a lot of people have read it. But yeah, that's a very significant Boba part to me that I always fall back on. Like Boba's not just this evil guy. Yeah. Um, and even even in the very small clip that we saw with him versus Cad Bane. Like, he is there because he's telling Bo- uh, Cad Bane, you know, let these people go or whoever he has um, under his, um, whoever he's captured or for, for whatever reason. But yeah. even in that clip, you see that Boba's trying to do something good against Cad Bane, who is, you know, doing things out for his own self. So, yeah, uh, yeah I, I really like the interpretation that we see in the, in the Mandalorian and uh and he kicked butt i was so into it <laughs> yeah. he has gaffy sticks so mm-hmm. I, yeah. I like to think he's he had a a relationship like din has with the tuscans where he like talks to them because yeah because it seems like, like if you're them. not rude to them they're not rude to you so yeah. like except for you know luke unfortunately well mm-hmm. yeah that's true <laughs> i guess Oh, or Ezra. Luke was spying on them. It's funny. What about Ezra? Oh, Ezra too. Yeah, I guess he just didn't really know. I mean, I think that was the first time he's ever been to Tatooine, so he wouldn't really know the... Uh, Fair, the... Ezra wears bright orange everywhere, so <laughs> he probably just saw that and were like, get out of here. Shoot <laughs> with your fashion. <laughs> oh, so like funny. And he tries to sneak around, but he's dressed like a traffic cone. Yeah, he really is a traffic cone. <laughs> Um, but I also love the return of Fennec Shan. Yeah. That was she like, cool. she came down because she was going to shoot uh, Grogu, like, because, you know, they're working with Boba. Boba wants the armor back and stuff. And Mando's like, yeah, take the armor. I mean, kind of. Sure, maybe if you help me, but I don't Yeah, know. well, Din's a little resistant because he's like, yeah. how do I know you're, uh, you're a real Mando? Yeah. 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 Um, but 
you know, when Boba does take it, then it's just like, well, I guess. It's yeah, yours. I mean, there's <laughs> not, you can't just rip it off of yeah. him anymore. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so they they fight. There's some stormtroopers that come down from the Empire. Lots, cause they, lots of stormtroopers. They were, I thought it was one they were, ship. They were tracking, getting, had uh, Din's ship tracked, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah. Which I've had, I'd forgotten about. <laughs> yeah. I'm very grateful that they, like, do their little, like, things you need to know in the beginning of each episode, because I, little things like that slip my mind. <laughs> um, so that okay. they fight Fennec and Fennec has robo tummy. Yeah, she has a robo tummy. She yeah. does have robo tummy. Technically died, but like not really, right? It it does bring to question the whole death thing in Star Wars. Like when d- death should be a final thing, because we saw it with Maul, we saw it here with Fennec, and I'm sure there were other characters who were brought up. Palpatine. <laughs> if you're gonna die, just come back as a robot. It's fine. <laughs> or a clone or something. Who knows? Like, like it, there needs to be, like, it, it's been too much of a thing lately, and I feel like there needs to be some finality when it comes to someone dying. Yeah, like, <laughs> right? He's fine. And I Oop. think, like, with Kane, he's fine. <laughs> okay. He's fine. And I think, like, well, I think with Fennec, they can, like, kind of screw it around and be like, well, she wasn't totally dead when Boba found her. She was just, True. like, dying and he saved Breath, her. yeah. So I think they can screw it around that a little bit. But I agree. They, It's almost like, you know, like superhero Repetitive. comics to the point that they're bringing a lot of people back. Yeah, um, yeah. Which I'm not technically complaining, but it's like only okay kind of. to bring characters back to life when I want them to be brought back. <laughs> <laughs> like Kanan, he's fine. He's, he's fine. Kanan's um, fine. <laughs> so. I didn't see a body. He's okay. So. <laughs> you know that is a good point. That is a very good point because he. He was technically holding the force. He was using the force. So maybe he created a force bubble around himself. Exactly. Gets, oh, man. I want to read this fanfic now. I didn't see a body. <laughs> mm. <laughs> no. No, no. Okay. <laughs> he's crispy. He's, no, he's, he was just, he just wasn't in the finale because he was building a nursery for the baby. But he's mm. fine. Mm. Um. <laughs> we are all in denial. <laughs> Not me. I, I went through all my stages. I'm accepting I it. I got you. I don't have to go through the stages of grief because there's nothing to grieve. But um, something that did, the something that did actually die, like whoosh, was the Razor Crest. It's yeah. Oh no, my god. I, yeah. <laughs> it just like it didn't even have a chant that time. No. Just, I mean, I think the Mon Calamari could probably fix it. But. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> just pick up the little dust pieces. But and... yeah, it was just obliterated, like in an instant. And like the first thing that went through my head though was. My dad just bought the really big, one, like expensive one. Like I was sitting next to my dad, and I was like, "You just bought that." And he goes, "I know." <laughs> <laughs> just destroy it now. It's fine. So we, funny. We, we, don't, we didn't get it yet, but oh, yeah. My um, my dad sends a bunch of memes and stuff, but and there was one that's like Razor Crest explodes, and he's and it's Mando like, "I'm never gonna financially recover from this." But oh uh, yeah. yeah, the Razor Crest is. Destroyed. Gone. It just—it's like the whole season has been him trying to get it fixed, and then it was finally fixed. They had like one whole episode of being okay. Yeah. And then, boom, <laughs> boom. Yeah. Uh, uh, but before, luckily, Boba got his armor out. Although I guess, yeah, Beskar would have been fine if he did, even if he didn't. That's true. Beskar, Boba, I would imagine. What was the question? 
Do you think Boa's armor is best car? Because I don't know if like Sabine's is and stuff. Although Sabine's helmet was well, able to take a blast. Like well, yeah, and Sabine I don't know. said that like her armor has been reforged and reforged. So I would assume that means best car. Best car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just. just, just I, I think so. Look shiny like Mandos. <laughs> yeah, does. I guess so. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, they take Baby Yoda. There's these. What are they called? The stormtroopers. The, they're they're dark, dark troopers. Dark troopers. Dark, dark troopers. Yeah. Take. They fly away with poor baby Yoda. Yeah. Mando went to get him, and he was still doing his force thing. And Mando's like, "I'll be back." And as soon as he leaves, it they ends. get I was like, No. My I mom, just. I. Lo- oh, sorry. Second. My mom was frustrated with that because, like, he kept trying to go in and out, and my mom was like, "Stop." Like, because my mom's a mom, and she's smart, and so she was like, just wait there, sit there patiently, and wait, and then, and don't leave, don't leave him. <laughs> like, I'm of the opinion that if he had said Grogu's name, it would have worked. Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Grogu. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the beginning, the first scene of that episode I loved, when he just kept, like, saying Grogu, and, like, Grogu. seeing his face. My dad, my dad was like, I used to do that all the time with you when you were a baby. <laughs> my dad. <laughs> um, my yeah. I do it with my dogs. I don't have children, but I do it with my dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, do have children right now. I have this. Like, child. Yes, that child. Acceptable. Um. Yeah. What else happened that episode? Fennec's back. Boba got his armor. He got the spear. The spear was best part. It yeah. survived. And the yeah. The ball the somehow ball. survived. I think but... the ball might be best part. And oh, maybe Yoda yeah. likes the ball of course. because it reminds him of Mando. Of course. Yeah. Mando is just a ball of best card. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Um, yeah, but everything else in the Razor Crest is toast. Um, yeah. And then, Zero's body or droid body is toast. The droid. Oh, the... yeah. Um, but then uh, Boba, like, I think Boba, like, there's a bunch of stuff that's, like, Boba sees that, like, a father lost his son, and he knows what it's like to lose his father, so, like, you know, um, yeah, he's Boba and Fennec, agreed to, like, continue to help Boba. Yeah, they agree to help, and Mando. Boba, I think, you know, it's just, they went to, like, just get his armor, and then they get pulled into, pulled into all this, Yeah, it's just, like, man, this guy's life kind of sucks let's yeah. help him out let's help him it's fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah i really like how they uh I, that's actually how i was hoping um this uh season finale would have ended where the the jedi that we got um you know ignoring what actually happened the jedi i was assuming that we would get uh would have gone on with din and grogu in their journey so that would have been a cool partner to add in there mm-hmm. but unfortunately that's not what happened <laughs> we'll get there we'll get there. But we'll get there 15 that's chapter 15 the believer i yeah. like that title a lot that was that's a great perfect. episode by the way i love that episode definitely that it was like, my favorite that was a very strong episode for this season. Yeah, Mando goes to Cara Dune and is like, hey, they took him. Like, I need someone to go with me on a mission to, like, find out Moff Gideon's coordinates and stuff. Um, and I, so I keep trying to, like, rem- like separate Cara Dune and Gina Carano just so I, like, mm-hmm. I can enjoy the episode. Right. Um, so hard. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> it, is it, a, it is quite the task, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean, that's the thing, because I love, love Cara Dune, you know? Because she's such a cool character, at least to me. 
and like she's like a buff female that's also cool to me but then like gina's not great yeah (laughs) Um, uh yeah but anyway so she's in this episode and um they they go to the the new republic mm -hmm. i guess like prison camp yeah oh yes that's right that like junkyard prison camp it's they're working in the junkyard yeah 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 that was pretty neat where they found mom that's what i thought of too where oh yeah i didn't even think about that i forget the name of that planet i don't know if it's Hmm. the same planet or not i don't think so because that planet was like red (laughs) like it was weird but yeah it was pretty bad (laughs) (laughs) pretty bad um but then they i don't know his name but they find one Yes, him. They like because they did a mission before. I in finally season one. learned his name. I didn't remember his name from the uh, from season one, but I just yeah. called him Bill Burr. <laughs> but now I'm like, all right, I know your name now. You're fine. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But um, so they find him, and because he used to be uh an imperial before. Yeah, but not a stormtrooper wise. No. Mm. And then um, what happens? Sorry. Oh, they take him for a mission. Yeah, Mayfeld is not thrilled to be working with Mando, considering his last experience with Mando, which I can't. I mean, it was his fault that like he kind of took Mando off, but like can't blame him for not being stoked about seeing him again. I guess, but also they tricked him first, you know. Yeah. But uh, um, yeah. So they go. uh, They go to there's a like an imperial base on some planet that's. It's the, I would say this season, the Empire is functioning surprisingly well, considering... Yeah, that was the thing that I was thinking they're, about. They're functioning like, a lot. Because, <laughs> like, I think, like, I don't have a problem with them having any presence, and I didn't feel this way in season one, but I feel like this season, like, they have, like, fully staffed, like, bases and fleets, and it's, like, where you... You're all supposed to be gone. The battle... You're all supposed to die in the Battle of Jakku. Like, that was a big thing. Or taken as uh, prisoners or, um, yeah, yeah, things where the New Republic would have just handled. But apparently the New Republic hasn't handled them. I'm just thinking even like the Battle of Jakku is the climax of several books and comics in one of the video games. And it's like, and the whole point of it was that all the empires, the Imperials went there and got destroyed. Yeah. And then, but it's like, well, did that even like... (laughs) matter no (laughs) to me the empire is pretty big like even if they did have this big fight like they're gonna have people stand by right but they still have like it is still a lot still like like i I wish at least they'd have something to indicate that like like oh this base like yeah we still have this base but it's like run down and yeah yeah to show that they're struggling to maintain themselves it just feels like besides like some of the references to the New Republic, you could really just, like, push the series, like, five years back, and it would feel still natural, you know, mm. just because of the amount of, like, Imperial presence there is. Yeah. Yeah, my thing is, like, since there's so much Imperial presence, why was the New Republic so surprised that, like, First Order was a thing? Like, because they wouldn't believe people that were like I mean, the we first, have, or, we have first orders. Twenty five years between Mando and and uh, Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Yeah. So it's you know they have some time, I guess. But, yeah. but my thing, to me, it relates to real life and people that are like, "Oh, well, I have the Confederate flag, you know, around." And I'm like, "Okay, but like, first of all, y'all lost. Second of all, <laughs> um, like, 
it doesn't surprise me that are that there's still people around and they're trying like I don't know I just think like on a thematic level maybe logically it makes sense but like thematically like we've had so much content that's dedicated to like this was the death of the empire and a new right era. yeah but it doesn't feel like a new era yeah. you know it still and feels like there's a like bunch even of if it maybe it logically makes sense but i don't really watch star wars for the logic you know what i mean <laughs> right, of course <laughs> so i think that i think like the, the themes and just overall like the feel of it should take a little bit of precedence i mm-hmm. think yeah but anyway there's still a lot of imperials yeah, <laughs> they have the space din wears the armor from rogue one which I thought was cool. That was interesting. I, I, I felt like, because he was looking at it, and I was like, oh, he's going to wear it. Yeah. No! And he's he's <laughs> definitely not, definitely doesn't suit him very yeah, well. Yeah, much like Cara Dune says, like, I tell you you look good, but I'd be lying. <laughs> I don't know. He looked really good. <laughs> I was like, woo! I love a man in uniform. <laughs> it didn't really fit him right, I don't think, which was intentional, but it didn't. He looked I, short. like, I know people who wear that costume, and it fits them really well, so to me, I was like, he's not, that's not, that's I mean, not, like, it that wasn't, wasn't made for him. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> like, that wasn't made for him. That doesn't look right. <laughs> got it, got it. But I do love how uh, just very stiff he was in it. Yeah. Like, you see Mayfeld take off the helmet, but then you see man uh din's body language and it just really describes comfortable how how he's lived his life encased in something where he just doesn't know how to operate outside of it (laughs) well and i I think also for him it's probably like psychologically the idea of wearing like imperial armor after everything empire's done to him you know that's a good point yeah i think that's something that was you know it was subtle and like bring it up explicitly but i think that was a big part of it too mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. but so they get they get attacked by pirates on the way there yeah, yeah. i was like and i wish they would be like no we're on your side or something but like technically well, the not. pirates really weren't on their side because yeah. i thought the pirates were like oh they're gonna steal this stuff but no they were just gonna like just blow it, it up yeah. yeah 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 that's they were the good guys it's yeah, interesting yeah. and i remember when the empire came in and started shooting them down i there was like a split second of me yes and i thought no i'm just yeah. rooting for the empire what am i doing yeah. having an identity crisis yeah, yeah they were yeah. like you know i never thought i'd be so happy to see stormtroopers yeah and it's um, it's one of those things that I, have, I feel like it's happened to me a lot like with in like inferno squad in the beginning when you're playing as the imperials or in the inferno squad book the same mm-hmm. thing i did a podcast with your dad about that and we mm-hmm. talked about it and like it's like you're like rooting for the empire be like wait no i can't do that <laughs> but like yeah it's yeah it's an interesting thing um, but before they get attacked by the pirates, he and Mayfeld talk, or I guess Mayfeld talks. And yeah, Mayfeld talks. Sits there. <laughs> uh, but Mayfeld has like a really, I would say, interesting monologue about yeah. his monologue, perspective yeah. about like the New Republic and stuff. And I don't know if I agreed with what he was saying. I don't know if Din did either. I don't think that was the takeaway they wanted. There were slight things that I was like, yeah, question mark, I guess. But like, I don't know. It, what i what i did like about his conversation was when they went through the town there he was saying how the empire the republic it doesn't matter to these people they're all the same and it's true because in in star wars the clone wars with cham sindula on ryloth he you know whether it was the separatists or the republic he did not like 
any any of those parties on their plant on their soil on their planet because they were invaders regardless yeah. and and i really like how mayfell brought that up and i thought wow that's interesting mayfell that yeah. you brought up this yeah. conversation i think it's it's interesting and it's a little uh indicative of how maybe like because we really don't have that much content of the new republic at least not the political side of it mm. uh, which maybe just because no one cares about that except for me but <laughs> um but it's interesting because like what we have of the new republic to me suggests that the new republic is a lot better than what the republic was in the clone wars and there isn't like we talk like in like kashik you know that's in the aftermath books and kashik is you know, the Wookiees are representative, represented in, like, the New Republic Senate and stuff, but they don't, there isn't, like, a New Republic force there, the way the the Old Republic would send clones, mm. you know? So it's weird, because it's, like, well, like, is the New Republic, like, invading planets? Like, we haven't seen that, you know? So for Mayfeld to say that, to me, is really, um, it's interesting, because like it, are we going to see there's a, a new republic show that was announced are we going to see them kind of like invading planets more because we don't I, I we thought, don't have any other indication that that's what they're doing i thought it was i can't remember what book it is i think it was uh the drama uh drama the count dooku one do you remember yeah. young count dooku and how they needed to pay like planets needed to pay the republic to protect them from like just anything otherwise they wouldn't even mess with that planet um which i thought was interesting nothing to do with the new republic but just what i thought was interesting in general um and then there's also like slightly related but like vimarati on uh batu like the people there don't really care who's governing their little city because unless they get paid which is mm. why I thought, because that's what they said in the book. And then when I went to Batu, I thought that was really cool because, like, I, uh, we were talking to Vi. I don't know if you were there, but Vi asked, like, the people whether they'd like the Empire or the First Order or not. And they said, and, like, the people responded well, oh, I think I with, like, there. well, they pay money, so it's fine. Yeah. So I thought that was, uh, things that like is, that are interesting. To me, like, and this again goes back to, like, the themes of stuff. Like, I don't know if I'm opposed to an arc about, like, the New Republic teetering in a gray morality, but for me, the thing with the New Republic is ever since the first Star Wars, all of these, like, really beloved characters have been fighting and dying to establish the New Republic, you know, with Clone Wars, Rebels, uh, Battlefront again, tons and tons of the books and the comics. Mm -hmm. We have all these beloved characters putting everything into establishing the New Republic. And I don't know how I feel thematically about being like, well, the New Republic sucked. So, like, all your favorite characters did all that and sacrificed all that for to essentially make the Empire, too. You know what I mean? And that's a problem I know a lot of people have with The Force Awakens. Mm. They feel like the Starkiller base just wiping out the New Republic. They're, uh, what's the planet? And Chandrilla yeah there is the whole um, systems the yeah. whole system and a lot of people felt like that just kind of undid everything from the original trilogy yeah so I think I, I, if they I go through of like oh the new republic is just as bad as the empire i'm like well then why did why did the ghost crew sacrifice so much why did luke and leia and han and chewie and lando mm -hmm. and everybody i guess they did it in hopes that they would be building something better for the future 
Um, cause you never really know, um, things could go sideways very quickly and that's and what sadly ended up happening, but that doesn't mean that newer people like Poe and Finn should give up on building something new. Um, it just means that they have to really pay attention and learn their lessons cause the newer public didn't learn it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just because something is out of sight and out of mind doesn't mean that, you know, you're, you're okay and you're safe. And that's sadly what ended up happening. They thought, oh, these people are operating out there. There's no really harm coming towards us until it did. And unfortunately they couldn't do anything about it. What happened on Batu before the first order came? <laughs> They're like, yeah. oh, fine. They're not going to come here. And they did. Yeah. yeah so well, I they felt perspective on that was mm-hmm. interesting. I thought, he was talking to Din about how the Mandalorian, he thought the Mandalorian beliefs were, or Din's beliefs at least were like inconsistent and wrong. And Din was just like sitting there. Like, Silently. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That was an interesting question. When he said, uh, is it that you can't show your face or you can't take off the helmet because they're two different things. <laughs> and yeah. I thought, whoa, Mayfield is really tossing some interesting questions yeah. out there. <laughs> well, it, because in, in season one, Din told, um, I think he said to Kara, he said, he, if he takes the helmet off, he can't put it back on. Right, right. No? And it, um, like he couldn't show his face to a living thing. And that's why IG Evan said, I'm not a living thing. Yeah. So it's, yeah. It, it would be interesting for clarification on, on which, if it's taking off the helmet. Because he said taking off the helmet, but he's also said showing his face. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to see which one is more accurate, I guess. I mean, I, it seems to me like he might adhere more to just not showing his face yeah you know but i think ultimately i think this episode you know well i guess we'll get to that later so they get to the base and there's the face scanner thing oh well because they're all because all the stormtroopers are cheering that they were the only ones that made it probably because they had a mandalorian (laughs) that scene though the fight i'm going back again but that fight scene was interesting when he would try to block stuff like he would with his armor but but it doesn't shatter because it wasn't beskar that was so funny. Yeah. And that's another thing that I hope Din, I love Mandalorians. I love that they have their cool armor and everything, but I really hope they address that Mandalorians are more than just their armor. Like they need yeah. to, Din needs to really accept that he's more than what he's wearing because yeah. uh, it really, it shows that it's a, it's a crutch to him and like he relies on it to, go about his life and I hope that they address that I mean thankfully you know we get to a point where he does start taking it off but I hope he starts taking it off more willingly and realizing that okay I need to figure out how to approach life without it in the likelihood that I don't have it on like I did in that moment fighting (laughs) off those pirates yeah and I think um I think we could draw with that I think we could draw some parallels to the Jedi and their lessons about how you know it seems lightsaber their lightsaber you know and I think even with you know with Din and his armor shattering when he tries to block like he normally would we see similar things in the Clone Wars Ahsoka when she loses one of her lightsabers when being chased in season five even though she still has one lightsaber left it's really disarming to her to just lose that one because she's so she's gotten so used to fighting with two that it throws her off and she's able to get captured. And yeah. I would say even in um, in Rebels, I think when Kanan is training Sabine, I think, you know, she gets all her cool gadgets from Fen Rao and Kanan tries to teach her, like, you can't just rely on those in a fight. You know, you have to be able to, to fight without them and not be yeah. reliant on them. 
Yeah, it's a it's a great lesson. I mean, look at Ezra leaving his lightsaber with Chopper because he knew that he had to leave it behind and figure out how to go about doing this in a completely different way without it. And I just I, I love that we've seen it with the Jedi, we've seen it with Sabine, and I hope we get to see it with Din at some point. But I hope, but I feel like in order for Din to realize that, he's going to need some like mentor-like figure, and I don't know whether we'll get that, but I really would love to see it. And that's why I really love the idea of a Jedi accompanying him and Grogu. But dang it, we didn't get that. <laughs> uh, yeah, but so he takes off his helmet for the face scanner. Um, which I was like, ah, why'd you do that? Yeah, yeah now the Empire has a, has a scan of his face. Well, because um, Mayfeld was going to go in and do it. But then there was like an officer, was an officer he used to work with. And he's like, no, he'll recognize me. I can't do it. So Din went and did it. And then the officer didn't recognize him anyway. So yeah, it's like, yeah well, I think... <laughs> I think he said that I, there might have been um, uh, that might have been just like a, an odd thing on in on the script. But I feel like if you if I were to like peel back the layers, I feel like um, Mayfeld said that that you know he could recognize me or whatever. I think he said it more out of he knows that if he were to go in there and that officer were to talk with him that it could get rough very quickly, like how it ha- and actually ended up happening. Yeah, yeah well, I think part I think he didn't trust himself to be in there. Yeah, well, how it would of- be if I went on Twitter, well, <laughs> like, think, don't go in there. I think part of it also is that Mayfeld, you know, to the individual stormtroopers and stuff, their, their commanding officers are important to them, obviously, and they look up to them. But to the officers, they're all, all the Imperial soldiers and people in lower positions are the same, you know? So, yeah. like, the officer's not going to recognize Mayfeld because why would he? He's one of probably hundreds, if not thousands, of people that were under his command. Exactly. But Mayfeld, he knows this person. I think it's similar to to a lot of things. You know, there's people who are at the top of something, and they're not going to recognize everyone below them, but everyone below them recognizes that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. But yeah, when he took off the helmet, it was like, part of me was like, oh, no, you're sacrificing your beliefs. But at the same time, I thought, oh, my God, Pedro, you're so hot. Yeah. <laughs> I was also like, ooh, his helmet is off. He's so pretty. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I was just like, but at the same, and then at the same time, I was like, oh, man, he's doing this for Grogu. He's so, he's such a dad. I love it. Yeah, yeah well, and I think that's why this, this episode was called The Believer, was that this was, like, a really fundamental part of his beliefs. He hasn't even shown Grogu his face. Yeah. Even like when, even in season one, when his helmet's taken off, he doesn't take it off. It's taken off for him, and he doesn't really have a choice. Mm. Where he was making the, the choice, and it was essentially an act of faith, you know. And he was, because I would say there are parts of the Mandalorian Creed that are relevant here: the helmet for him, but also protecting of one's family. You know, yeah. like see in season one when all the Mandalorians come to help Din, that's because he's their family, you know, and Din has to. And that moment, he has to weigh. He's like, which, which parts of my creed are more important right now? And he chose family. Wow, that's you. You're actually the first person to describe it in a way that it makes sense. The title makes sense that it's <laughs> applying to him because other people have said it, and I'm like, mm, I don't know. I wonder if the believer is someone else or something. But the way I you said so. it, I I, I applaud thinking. you. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I was kind of thinking what she said you know (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah he takes off his helmet and then the officer 
sees him and is like, "Hey, you. What's what's your what's your name? What's your designation?" Like, I'm like, "Din, you couldn't come up with three random numbers." <laughs> like literally, <laughs> Ezra, Ezra was probably... like, "Oh yeah, uh, TK one two three four five. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't know. He, he might have not known that what a designation like what a number. That's was true. Yeah. Him, you know, why would he know that? You know, yeah. if Ezra can get away with it. Well, yeah, Ezra <laughs> had been working directly against stormtroopers. I guess. Some time at that point. Very true, very true. But, also but I do like, <laughs> but I do like that. Learn to come up with a number, you know, a designation That's could true. be like a title or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do like that um, Mayfeld stepped in and, and, and yeah. then called them brown eyes. <laughs> yeah, it's brown eyes. Fuck uh, so you. Um, but uh, yeah, he says like, ah, oh, he's deaf, like he can't hear well. <laughs> and then the officer is yelling at him like, he's deaf. But... <laughs> Well, yeah, he's like he's not I deaf, thought, but he's deaf. That's not what you do with a deaf person. You hard of hard of hearing, yeah. But um, Pedro Pascal's acting in that scene was incredible. He was very oh yeah, quiet. He didn't say anything, but his just like his face facial expressions and even the way someone point else pointed this out. This is in my brain, but he never when he's looking between Mayfeld and the officer talking, he doesn't just move his eyes because he's used to wearing his helmet. Oh yeah, he, he moves whole head. Yeah. We know you can't see out the side of those helmets. Yeah. So funny. Yeah, I really love how they did that. Yeah, very cool attention to detail in this episode. And the show as a whole, I think, has had a lot of attention to detail when it comes yeah. to Yeah. And I really love that conversation between Mayfeld, um, Val and Hess, the, the officer, and uh well actually Din didn't say anything, but <laughs> but the conversation between those two was very intense and it, you know it was leading somewhere. <laughs> of how when I get in like passes of aggressive arguments with people because that's I have a friend acquaintance person that like we kind of have different beliefs on certain things and so like literally it just sounds exactly like that I'm like well this happened and the a lot of people died from this and they're like well it's just a casualty and I'm like well <laughs> yeah uh, yeah so it was it, very passive aggressive that's yeah, a great way of describing it yeah. really intense and um you could see like you know um Mayfeld had like a mask on at first like figuratively yeah trying to like still blend in with the Imperials so they can get in and get out like they planned and as the officer continues talking that he's slowly slipping that mask off and getting more and more angry until eventually he just gets fed up and shoots, shoots him, him. <laughs> and there's, there's like a moment and it's it's like not funny, but it's very funny. Everyone just like freezes and looks at them. And Din looks, his face looks horrified. <laughs> like, why would you do that? Um, and then they have to escape. And Mayfeld um handed him a helmet as they were escaping. Was like, I didn't see your face. It's fine. Which was very touching, especially because yeah. Mayfeld was the character egging the him on, like take one. off the helmet. Yeah, it was really antagonizing him in season one about the helmet. Yeah, yeah. So, see that turnaround um which is you know it's great because you know din was very vulnerable in that moment so it's great that that yeah. mayfeld was able to recognize that and it, it gave you know i didn't like mayfeld from season one same <laughs> um just because of the way he acted but he um he definitely turned around we got to see more of his humanity and i don't know if that's like a result of him having to work in the camp or just now knowing what mando is capable of and being a little bit afraid that or like and like he sees like that his, like, uh, Mandalorian's culture is, like, never take off the helmet ever, ever. But, like, he does for this kid that's, like, kind of his kid. So, like, he's, I think he just sees that and then gets angry, is also angry at the Empire. So he's like, it's fine. You know, it's fine. 
Um, but I don't know. It, I thought it was very nice of him to do that. Um, instead of like go around and be like, huh, Kara, I saw his face. <laughs> like <laughs> La, rubbing it yeah. in. Yeah. But they, they escape. Um, they get they get picked up by the ship and yeah. uh um Mayfeld gets a really nice shot on like a is it like a generator or something on the roof? Yeah. Oh, it was the uh truck. So he uh, ain't in the oh, at yeah, the truck. And yeah, it just yeah. like blows up the whole the whole base. Yeah. And so, so now technically no one has seen his face except <laughs> everyone else is dead. Pretty much, yeah. And one of the things I liked because I just I, I I always like it when people show a side to themselves that they maybe they didn't know they were capable of or um you know they're being given a second chance because of their actions. But I also feel like at the same time, uh, there should be atonement for for the actions done committed by someone in the past. And like, just just because you do one good thing doesn't mean you're off the hook. So part of me is like, yeah, I really like that ending. But at the same time, I'm like, man, there also needs to be a little bit more of a uh, what's it like restorative justice uh, taking place. Yeah. Um, just because you do one good thing doesn't mean you're absolved yeah, of your of your sins a lot of star wars to be honest because they're like well you did one good thing so that that sounds cool because like vader did a crap ton of horrible <laughs> yeah. things and then he kills the emperor and everyone's like yeah he's a good guy well, I, don't, I don't think everyone i think luke <laughs> a lot of and luke and solely luke yeah, yeah. well i mean in the, fandom. in the fandom i guess um but just little things like that where people like that are horrible do something good for once and everyone's like yeah they're cool i'm like mm -hmm, and that's why and that's why i like callus's story because even though we didn't see we did see a gradual change where he was you know com uh, providing information to the rebels that they needed so mm -hmm. i like that he was doing that and then on top of it when he was taken in by the rebels he was actively doing things yeah. to help the the rebel alliance so and he feels like for what that he did. Was yeah yeah he's like you know the epilogue he's like you know he feels horrible for like wiping out like committing genocide on zeb's like uh species song. yeah but then he like sees like the lasant that have uh survived survived and he's like relieved but i think he would also be like asking for forgiveness and stuff like that still so, i don't know and i think i think knowing the character of callus that he wouldn't stop there just because he saw that there are people there are still survivors he's not going to stop be like oh yeah i'm i'm, I'm off the hook sort yeah. of a way i think he's going to continue doing that kind of work because it's important not just for those people but for everyone else in the galaxy who's still suffering and so that's why I feel like I, I part of me likes the ending to this to this episode, but mm. also but the other half of me is like, man, more should have been done. <laughs> um, yeah, well, Din and um and Kara are talking like with Mayfeld, and they're like, it's a shame Mayfeld didn't make it out alive, and he gets. And I was like, like, I knew they weren't going to kill him, but I was like, he thinks they're going to kill him. Yeah, I, I would too. <laughs> that but was funny. He's standing there and they're just going back and forth. And he's like, oh God. He's like turning around. He's like, 
you get and then, they, and then they just let him go and he just he just scampers off into the forest <laughs> yeah my thing was like i thought they were gonna give him a ride somewhere yeah, <laughs> he's i mean i guess there's no more like imperial unless they have more bases on that planet there isn't what any more of an imperial presence so he can just go to that village i guess yeah wearing he's still wearing the imperial armor though they're not gonna be fond of him <laughs> <laughs> but yeah yeah um, so they go and they fly off, and they're ready to go find Gideon, because they have his coordinates. Oh there. my god, you know what we missed, though, in chapter 14? We missed, or in this, no, it was this episode, Grogu throwing around. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was cute. I mean, it was very terrifying, was but so it was proud cute. Was so proud <laughs> um, uh, But, yeah, yeah, I also like how he recognized the light, like, a lightsaber, like, he knows what that is. Yeah. Yeah, it shows how, how powerful, you know, he is, even though he's a He's, He's a 50-year-old baby. Yeah. 50-year-old <laughs> baby. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I thought it was funny because he, like, makes them, like, hit each other. And I was like, oh, Zeb would be proud. <laughs> <laughs> That's That should be the end of the series. They go to Lys- Lyra San and yeah. give him Zeb. That's <laughs> <See you there. laughs> um, uh, And Zeb's like, oh, another fourth child. Give me. Give me. <laughs> This uh, one's green now, not blueberry. <laughs> yeah. Um, and at, but I think now we're at the finale. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. So chapter sixteen, the rescue. All right. So now we can use the notes. Ah, uh, yes, the notes. <laughs> the <laughs> massive notes. Yeah. So they're chasing. It starts. They're chasing. Um, in the slave one, they're chasing an imperial shuttle with uh Doctor Pershing. Is that yeah? Doctor Pershing. I think so. Mm-hmm. His name. He's been in so many episodes, and I can never remember. Not really, his name. kind of. Um, but he's there with two very mean imperial pilots. Well, one very to me, one, one very, very mean, mean and one neutral. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> neutral evil. And they get um, they get boarded by the slave one. Mm-hmm. And uh oh, and like one of the the mean one holds Doctor Pershing like hostage. And then the other one's like, hey, I'm not with them. It's fine. And then he, he gets shot. And I was like, oh. yeah, the, well, that mean Imperial shoots, shoots him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, you don't want Dr. Pershing to die, right? And Kara shoots the guy in the face. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, right in the face. I mean, he was being a real jerk and being like, well, I mean, haha, I, man, and just where Alderaan. he was standing, I guess she couldn't have shot him anywhere else. Yeah. But I was like, oh, God. Yeah, that was pretty brutal. Her like, well, Alderaan was blown up. I'm not blaming her. I'm just saying, like, we don't we don't see people get shot right in the face, at least without a helmet on, very much in Star Wars. I was gonna be like, Sabine got hit in the (laughs) face by her own blaster. Um, but yeah, that was that was already intense to begin with, and I was like, dang, okay. (laughs) So they um, they land. They go to a planet. A planet. I don't know the planet. Dad doesn't have notes on what planet it is. Oh yeah, it doesn't actually. I don't think they say what's the name of the planet, which is what what's frustrating. One of the frustrating things about the show is that I wish they would just put little captions of what the yeah, planet is. Yeah, I like is. how uh, Rogue One, Rogue One, and did Solo that. both did that. Mm-hmm. I think Solo did it. I wish it would. They the show would do that. <laughs> just yeah. all of Star Wars would do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but they go and they find Bo and Casca Reeves, not X Wolves. He's no. I don't, know. I don't know where he is. But He's probably like, on another mission because I imagine um, Bo-Katan has several things going on, so she needs someone to handle something. Oh yeah. uh, yes, <laughs> uh, my my dad thinks that 
Axe Woes was named after Axel. Uh huh. <laughs> Axel we'll used to it. go after go uh go by uh Axe for like a little, and um, <laughs> and so my dad was like, yeah, totally. Dave was like, yeah, Axel's a cool name. Like, let's <laughs> get rid of the L. Axel. It's fine. Um, my dad's fun. <laughs> it is, but they they find Bo and Costco, and they're it's just like a regular restaurant they're in. It's nothing like yeah. But now there's four Mandalorians yeah, total four in the restaurant, and in in true Mandalorian fashion, they start arguing with each other mm-hmm. and attacking each other in the Bo, middle of this restaurant. Yeah, Bo was kind of Bo was mean. very mean. She I, was ruthless, but we have to remember that she, you know, she was in Death Watch. Mm-hmm. And her main priority has been Mandalore, so I don't really see her comforting people's emotions or being kind to but people. Cosca Reeves just starts fighting Boba Fett. Like, she just starts <laughs> well, throwing Yeah, because, like, they're all so mean to, Ma- to Boba. I don't know. Yeah. Well, well, and she's like, well, and Satine was like, well, you're not a real Satine. Mandalorian. Or Bo. Bo was Satine's like, you're not dead. a <laughs> Now they'll bring her back. You know what? She just got stabbed. Oh, uh, yes. Bring her back. She'll have a robo stomach. Robo, robo satine. No. Coming to the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. No. Robo satine. Uh, but, but Bo is like, well, I've heard your voice hundreds of times before. And I was like, ooh. Yeah, so she's making fun of Boba for being a clone, which. The oh, clones, you mean your donor? The clones helped her get off, get Maul off, ordered, um, off. But they probably were also instrumental in taking over Mandalore when Empire took over. So she probably has some gratitude towards them, but also a lot of hate towards them for what they... For what she, she doesn't know about, like, the Order 66 well, thing. I'm thinking if she has been in, like, any kind of contact with Ahsoka, because she knew where Ahsoka was. Mm-hmm. So if she's been in any kind of contact with Ahsoka at all. And if she was, she was in contact with Sabine, who knew Rex... So I just, you know, I guess I never cleared that up for her. No. But she's, she's, she's all over ruthless. Boba, which yeah. I reminded, she said he wasn't real Mandalorian, and he didn't really correct her. I think he just didn't feel like arguing with her. Cause Me yeah, too. He showed, he showed Din evidence that Django was a real Mandalorian. Right. Yeah, um, I don't think much. So I think he was just like, okay, princess, like, whatever. I, it's kind of uh, like <laughs> how I, think, I felt when, <laughs> in elementary school, because, like, in a, like, everyone usually because the community there is hispanic and so i looked very white and so everyone was like haha gringa like whatever you're, you're white and i was like okay there i don't really want to prove to you that i'm mexican just certain things like but with friends like i don't know it kind of rem- he just didn't want to yeah he just didn't explain feel like it. it yeah and he doesn't feel a need to and then um i also like how um Oh, I forgot my my point completely, but <laughs> but yeah, I, I love that. I love no, no, that's fine. Um, I do love how Boba just did not feel the need to explain yeah. himself, and well, he, he also doesn't know who she is. And, I don't well, think. He, oh, well, he did call I, her he princess. Put, he referenced her being a leader in the Kree's oh, clan. Okay, yeah, yeah. Him. Oh, actually, I do remember, but I think it's because I think uh, Bo-Katan um, after because she's even in Death Watch, she's uh, she's always been someone who has been very focused on Mandalore. So anyone who veers off to do very selfish things, like Django, who became a donor, who basically branched out and became his own person, even though he's Mandalorian, he, he, even she says it herself, some of us like to serve a higher purpose. Yeah. Django, Django didn't serve that higher purpose. So she's still 
looks down on people who whose first and foremost thought is in Mandalore. So here's Bo- Boba Fett, the son of Jango Fett, someone who had veered off and done his own thing. And he, here he is, here's his son who is a bounty hunter doing off doing his own thing and not really um, having Mandalore as their primary goal. Yeah. So I, I feel like that's the main thing that she was trying to hit on, but um, people took it for other other things and were, yeah. I saw a lot of Bo-Katan hate. I was like, can we get off of Bo-Katan's <laughs> butt here? <laughs> I think Boba not correcting her on him being a real Mandalorian. I think, um, I think to him, to me, that shows he's he's secure in himself as a Mandalorian. Yeah. He doesn't feel the need to prove himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, you know her. You know, because I think it reminded me of in the Clone Wars when the Prime Minister, who wasn't really associated with Death Watch, what's his name, Almec? Almec, yeah. Associated yeah, yeah. with Death Watch yet at that point, but he was. I think Obi Wan asked him about Jango, and he's like, "No, Jango's not a real Mandalorian." Mm. And so even though Bo you know, really opposes herself to what Satine's government, at least not maybe as much anymore, but used to really oppose herself to what Satine's government represented, aligning with some of their beliefs in that way. And I think I still want, I know some people want Din or Sabine or someone else to rule Mandalore. I still want it to be Bo. I want her to get the Darksaber back. Um, and, I, and I should also add that, um, uh, like, I totally understand that Bo-Katan has done awful things in the past. She basically killed that town with the other Mandalorians and um, a friend in need. They killed that, uh, the Po people, I forget their name now, but um, the Ming Po. But I, I just, um, well, I totally understand that she's done awful things, but I also feel like she's trying to make up for it in some way in her own maybe twisted way of trying to get Mandalore back trying to do earlier yeah 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 so but I think I think I want I still want Bo to to lead Mandalore but I think she needs I think if you know if she has as much focus in the next season I think she's going to need to have an arc about learning to accept all the ass the facets of Mandalorian culture and that not everyone feels about Mandalore the same the way same way you no know? i mean was, we saw in rebels that there's all those clans that she was uniting and she needs to reach out to the clans that she maybe yeah. doesn't feel as great about you know so din's clan she doesn't yeah she doesn't like their beliefs and obviously din's clan is mostly dead but i'm sure there's more <laughs> like them where she has yeah. to to reach out to them and feel like we have different we have different views on what it means to be mandalorian but we're still mandalorian and we still need to be united and work together against this common enemy that's a great awesome point and something that i hope gets addressed in season three because yeah there's a different there's a lot of different ways to be mandalorian and they need to accept that even though we have all these different ranges of beliefs we need to be on the same page as to that where i'm we're mandalorians so yeah i really hope they address that that's a great point it reminds me of sabine because you know you don't see a lot of like bright colored Mandalorians and even like her brother was like another like different hair like the your armor is different what the heck happened you know like completely different from her mom and like her uh brother and stuff but it also reminds me of like when Sabine was younger and like created the the duchess um that giant robot that like destroys everything that isn't Beskar, right? It like heats up the Beskar. To yeah, like to like burn the person <laughs> to disintegrate them. Like they've made people have just made so much mistakes that they're trying their best. Well, the good ones are trying their best to uh, redeem themselves in a way. 
Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Much like Satine and uh, everyone. But I do love that Boba and Koska fight. I was yeah, like, oh, was snap, like, that's so cool. Yeah, they had, like, the, both of their, like, fire, their flame yeah, their things. Yeah, fire. Like, well, and then they, like, both turned them off. I'm like, wow, you have a lot of trust in each other to turn them both off at the same time. Because, like, if one person turned it off earlier, the other person's would just keep going. Yeah. You know? so a lot of trust. To, I mean, I don't think they thought of it like that. I think that's, just, like, a choreography thing. But I was like, wow. Really yeah. Um, but then they agree to, like, take Bo to Gideon. And yeah, she, she and doesn't care trying, about Grogu. No, she, she wants doesn't. the Darksaber. Um, but Which she, I get. they like try to create this plan, and they have Doctor Pershing, and Doctor Pershing's like, well, Doctor Pershing's very helpful. He's like very yeah. giving with information. Yeah, I think it's because he he uh, even in season one we saw that he didn't want to hurt the baby. He was uh, he was actually very um, yeah mindful of that. And I think he's a good person. I just don't think I don't think he's part of like the empire. I think no. he's just a scientist. Yeah, well I know he has like Kaminoan or something symbols. So like he's mm. not specifically imperial. I think I really what I've gotten from him and he has a very like nervous like composition. Yeah. Is a better word. Um so I and to me that except for really when he's talking to the Mandalorians. So to me I think it's always he's just like He's only working with the Empire out of fear. Gideon is threatening him or has maybe some, like, blackmail or something on him um, to where he's, you know, he doesn't really want to do all this that he's doing. He's, and he's, you know, more devoted to, like, science and humanity more than anything else. He's just, he was just stuck working with the Empire. Yeah. Why yeah. would you want to hurt a thing like this? <laughs> that very cute baby. <laughs> Uh, but so they make their plan. And uh, they... Yeah, and then Bo this whole time, like over and over, is like, I just want Gideon. I just want to make sure he surrenders to me, which I understood why, but he she wouldn't explain that to anyone, which I don't. She doesn't need to, but like it would have been helpful. Yeah, well, I think. it might be similar to like she just maybe thinks that like like Kara and Fennec like don't really wouldn't really like get it not being Mandalorians and uh and she thinks Din and Boba I would assume Casca would know how and why oh yeah but like she probably figures Din and Boba don't care about the specifics that much because at least from her perspective they don't really value Mandalore as a planet Mm -hmm. she doesn't you know whether they do or not she doesn't feel they do so I don't think I feel like she just maybe didn't want to explain because she didn't think they would care Mm mm-hmm yeah. Um, well, and I, she wouldn't have had to explain to Boba anyway, because Boba wasn't on the ship with them at all. Oh, that's true, yeah. And she figured Din was so figured, focused on the baby, she was like, well, he's not gonna want get, worry about Gideon, you know? Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. But then they get on the, or, they have Boba, like, pretend to shoot them, because they're in this Imperial ship, uh, and, you know, they start, like, trying to talk or talk to like Gideon and like the Imperials on board and be like, Oh no, we're being attacked. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, okay, we're sending out TIE fighters, but that's the only place where like they could land too. Yeah. Well they, yeah, they had their hangar is different than a lot of the Star Destroyer hangars yeah. we've seen where they just have like one thing you can go in versus yeah. like a lot of them. I feel like the other ones we've seen have like a whole bunch of open ports. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. had one and so they were like oh well <laughs> and they just <laughs> went for it and i was very concerned that they were going to hit the tie fighters but that were coming out they didn't they, they, didn't. they did not yeah. and then uh 
Boba like shoots a couple of the TIE fighters and then uh then hyperspace off, off um so, once they get in. So they all break into the ship and they all just go out they start shooting, shooting right away. They but don't Mando's, even try to, yeah. to sneak or anything. Which Mando's they weren't sneaky they weren't one. dressed the part to to do undercover or anything. <laughs> to be so sneaky. I guess they like they had pretty much thirty seconds until someone came up to the ship to greet them. So they just, you know, got on top first. Yeah. yeah. Um, we had a really cool like girl squad this yeah, episode. Yeah, that was nice. Bo, Casca, uh, Fennec, and Kara all yeah. going through. And again, like, I was trying to remove Gina from Kara so I could just enjoy a cool moment of just um, women. Um, but it reminded, because since it was a finale, it kind of reminded me, oh, well, you guys haven't seen, uh, well, have you guys seen the last Avengers no, movie, Endgame? Not. Oh, I have, but okay. I don't want to well, spoil it for there, anyone who hasn't. I, I think I've absorbed the movie through cultural osmosis at this point. So, <laughs> okay. Well, spoilers for Endgame. They um the last there's the huge fight scene, and it's like everyone, and then there's the next scene, and it's just all the women. Oh all yeah, the women that go out and start fighting. I was like crying. <laughs> like that was so cool. <laughs> that was cool. It reminded me of this scene, even though it was only four girls. They were so cool and super like helping out each other and stuff. Um, and it didn't feel like forced in any way. No, you know? like, no. Like it felt like a natural assembly of characters mm-hmm. to be working together. Yeah. Yep. Um. So yeah. So they're going. They're going for the bridge and just taking out every imperial. Mm-hmm. While oh, Din is going. Din to is going to go. The baby. Well, he's also trying to like shut down the, the dark, dark troopers. troopers too, which they're terrifying yeah, they like, are he, he, they wake up and he gets the door closed except one is able to Escapes. push it open and get through and it's just it, it's just like t- it was horrible to watch he just started banging him against the, the no, wall yeah. and him. like he, his head was just like further denting into yeah. the wall and i was like oh, i was surprised that his face wasn't broken was yeah like, that's brain damage <laughs> Um, but then he like tries everything. It's kind of like how I feel when I'm like I'm trying to defeat a boss, and I'm like just using all the weapons I have <laughs> to see what works. But he uses fire, and I'm like, no, now it's just scarier. This <laughs> hot metal, yeah. Um, but he does. He's able to get a a hold of his spear because he dropped it when the yeah. droid first came at him, and then he stabs able to, it to stab it in the neck. It. Yeah, yeah. And then he like. To me, I was, at first, I was like, yeah, he got rid of them all, because he, like, opens the, um... The airlock. Yeah. Which was mm-hmm. reminded me of in, in the first episode Bo showed up in, where they did the same thing to the Imperials. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But these can fly, and they don't need air. <laughs> so I was like, well, they're gonna come back soon. Um, but, yeah, but that was He goes, fun. and he finds, he goes to find the baby. Yeah, but, and but Gideon is not on the bridge when the girls are on the bridge. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's not good. Uh, and he has the dark saber to Grogu's head. Evil. Very evil. <laughs> Wait, you can reenact it. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> you need to reenact it. Oh, you want to reenact it. <laughs> oh my gosh, you do have the dark saber and poor no, baby Yoda. No longer a good mother. <laughs> I okay, shall. Sorry, I just got excited when I saw the picture. <laughs> no, no, no one listening to the podcast can hear that, but we, it's fine. For the record, I have the Hasbro Dark Saber from Target, and I just held it to my baby Yoda. Also, <laughs> a lot of things. Horrible. Um, but anyway, so Gideon has the Dark Saber, 
and he's Gideon kind of talks a little bit I think he's like about like oh you know this is a dark saber blah 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 and Din is just like cool yeah he's like I have my baby Uh, (laughs) yeah and and then he and then Gideon's like all right fine sure it's like all right well I got his blood and so great (laughs) can I just have the baby now yeah Um, um so he goes and of course Gideon you know Giancarlo Esposito just swings at him but luckily he has a Beskar jetpack all all the Beskar Boba Fett's jetpack must not be Beskar no because Han was able to to mark it up but yeah um, Han yeah Han yeah yeah Han yes um so so Din is able to get his spear pull his spear out and Mm -hmm. they and fight and it's really cool it is yeah it was pretty cool the entire time I was like oh no Oh no, Bo's not gonna like this at all. Yeah, and so the baby just sat there the whole time. Yeah. Um. So he fights, and finally Din is able to, like, to disarm him essentially, and and take the dark saber from him. Mm-hmm. And. Gideon's and then he like, like spares his life because yeah. like Kara wants him alive, and I yeah. think yeah. Kara wants Bo, to take him to to the New Republic to be interrogated about. Yeah, stuff. and if he's brought back alive, um, it's more money. Yes, that too. <laughs> so, but then Bo, like, they take him, and then my dad screenshot the best fic, uh, yeah, uh, Bo, Bo face. Poor Bo. <laughs> Bo looks a little horrified. Yeah. And um, they get to the to the bridge, and he has, he's like the dark saber in one hand, a baby Yoda in the other arm. He's, like, dragging Moff Gideon, and Bo looks horrified, and uh, Gideon just starts because he knows, you know. Yeah, he knows that, um, like, now so, and he, so now Bo's like, he tr- Din tries to give it to her. He's like, Here, here you go. And she's like, No, I have to fight you for it. Yeah. And he's like, Okay, I forfeit. Here yeah. you go. But, <laughs> that was so yeah, funny. I'm just wondering why, if they're going to explore why she took it from Sabine. Yeah, that's what I, I think was it's. Saying. Yeah, I know, a lot, I know a lot of people who watch Rebels were thinking about it. I was thinking about it as well. I think it comes down to the fact that Sabine found the Darksaber in Maul's lair. And so she didn't really win it. She didn't earn it. Mm-hmm. And then she she, she, Saxon, she she fought Saxon, but the thing is she didn't kill Saxon. Ursa did. And Ursa intervened. So she ended up breaking a few rules herself. So neither of them really earned it. I mean, and, technically the Ma- Mando wouldn't have earned it either because he didn't kill Gideon. Yeah. And that's he didn't a- kill Gideon, but he didn't, he, he disarmed him himself. Yeah. I don't think Sabine disarmed Gideon. She what's did. Name? She disarmed uh, Saxon. Saxon. She had, at the end, the last shot of that fight, she has both the Ezra's lightsaber and the darksaber. And she oh, yeah. She does disarm him. So. Well, I, I think, I think, I think it's. I don't know. Oh. I feel like maybe Bo, my current theory i guess is that Bo feels like she lost the saber so she has to earn it back to yeah. get it back from him specifically make more sense. i don't know because she was a little hesitant taking it from sabine though she did end up taking it yeah and mm-hmm. i think for Bo, i think at a certain point for Bo with gideon and the dark saber it becomes less about maybe the tradition for her and more about like she wanted to proving feed herself him. you know yeah exactly like ever happened with whatever happened that she lost it to gideon and whatever happened with mandalore I think she feels like she failed and needs to prove it more to herself. And yeah. feels like she needs to prove it to other Mandalorians, whether or not they really need her to win it back, you know, for herself. I think she needs to do that. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure point. we'll get that explored in season three. Yeah, I hope so. Although it'd be really interesting to see how she ends up getting it back from Den. Because that's going to involve some... I, 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 I can't wait. I'm excited for all the Mandalore it's stuff. It's going to be difficult because I can't imagine Din changing his mind and wanting it. I don't think that's his character. I would hope not. I no. Would, I, so I, it's just essentially going to be her like, all right, we have to fight for it. And he's like, I don't... Just take it. I don't want it. You know? <laughs> so it'll be interesting how that's how that's handled. Is I saw I saw someone draw them doing like a thumb war. Where, <laughs> That's a good uh, one. Not that they'll do that, but I like that. <laughs> um, but it's it's interesting because I don't think I don't really want Din to lead Mandalore. I don't think Din wants Din to lead Mandalore. Um, so I think I think Bo is the best leader that Mandalore can have, really. <laughs> don't mind me. <laughs> um, bringing viruses into my. Head. I'm so sorry. Uh, but, so. It's interesting where that's going to go, but we don't have too much time to dwell on it before the um, the droids come back. Yeah, because they fly. Cause oh yeah, that's right. They fly now, <laughs> and <laughs> and they get back. Yeah, to... and they start. Pu- they do a lot of punching. They yeah, punch they just... in that wall. <laughs> for I will say, for like they have these like incredibly powerful droids. But they're not very well armed. Like you, no. you couldn't have given them like better blasters or like a blade or something. Like they, mm. a blade would have been cool. I mean, I guess maybe that's part of the empire, you know, kind of being, I guess, like underfunded and stuff now. But like, yeah. just feels like you couldn't. Like they have like tiny little blaster pistols. Like give at least some of them like a rifle or <laughs> something. Like or put the guns in their hands, like the separatist droids. Yeah, it's like know? a toy where it's just stuck there. Yeah, in their hands, like something. Um, but yeah, no. anyway, so they get but to the punching. door and everybody's standing there. And then Gideon's for, like, haha, you guys will be dead. Tee hee. Uh, someone dropped their blaster, and Gideon's like, Yeah, I think. Well, there's a bunch of people on that bridge. Of yeah, one of the blasters Imperial blasters. And um, Gideon kind of like looks around, like grabs it off the floor. Yeah, and then there was a singular X Wing. And like, once I saw that, I was like, Oh, because I was waiting for more X-Wings to come, but then there was only Trapper one. Trapper Wolf. I was like, it's Trapper Wolf. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, if it's Trapper Wolf, and all of a sudden he's a Jedi, yeah, that'd be f- I'd be fine with that. <laughs> but uh, it's just a singular one. I was like, oh, okay, I know who it is yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, a single X-Wing, we're safe, and then they go through, and they have a... And Baby Yoda, uh, Baby Yoda, Grogu, like, senses it. Yeah, he goes up to the, to, like, the surveillance the monitor, yeah. and he's, like, watching, and there's a, a hooded Jedi slicing through all the droids with the with green, green lightsaber. So when I first thought, do you know, you know Steel, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, the first, I, first thing I thought was ignite the green. Oh, yeah. I'm so, so happy. <laughs> Although um, part of me, part of me, and actually I saw a TikTok of a kid who, really wanted it to be Ezra so when I saw it I thought oh my god is that is that Ezra and then I saw like love and I thought damn it (laughs) yeah Yeah. no I I didn't really want it I don't want any more after Ahsoka which we talked yeah I don't know if I want the ghost crew in live action I want I want my animated rebel sequel okay me too imagine if it was Ezra and it was animated honestly (laughs) I think they should just like you know how it's like a who framed Roger Rabbit just animate the character (laughs) 
<laughs> no, but I, I definitely want my Rival sequel in an animated show for sure. Yes. Um, and then I thought it was funny. I was like, oh my god, what if it's Quinlan? Oh my <laughs> god, I think your I think your dad would have just had a stroke. Like, yeah. <laughs> what if? Because I was like, uh, I mean, who else has a green lightsaber? Yeah, no, but it's it was an X-wing, so yeah, you know, you know, it Luke. was Luke. And I felt I was like watching Luke go through, and I was like, I wonder who's playing him like the whole time. And then, yeah. And then it's just it's just Mark Hamill, which like good. But, well, like, it it was a CGI, I thought. Well, it was, but it was Mark, Mark Hamill. Just voice. I think they did what yeah. they did for like Samuel Jackson in mm. um in Captain Marvel, where they like the ages pace. Mm. Oh right 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 yes. Uh, but anyway, so Luke gets he's like cutting through the droids, and it's people have put it side by side with vader and rogue one yeah which is a cool parallel oh my god going through the hallway gideon's face is so he's so scared yeah like he's because bo's like a jedi he's like oh no yeah. <laughs> so he he uh just he has a pistol and he just like he he straight him. up shoots, shoots Bo like four and then, times and then he tries to shoot the baby and then like jumps he's like no he jumps my baby. and then he tries to shoot himself and then Kara's like no Kara stops him yeah uh and then Luke gets to the door and he takes his hood off and it's CGI Mark Hamill mm-hmm. <laughs> um that was really I it was that. good uh I think uh I thought it, the CGI looked good mm-hmm. um I the more I look at it, the less I think it looks good looking at pictures. I, yeah. But within the show itself, like while watching it, I was like, "Oh my god, that looks amazing!" That's how I felt with definitely... the CGI Leia in Rise of Skywalker. Like at first, I'm like, "Ooh," and then after, I'm like, mm. "Yeah." Well, and I think I think they played it smart because I think they kind of figured that's how it would be for people. Because most of the time, even after he takes his hood off, he's like. Out, his head is out of frame. Like, yeah, yeah. A lot of shots where it's just a reaction shot of the other mm-hmm. characters, or it's like below his his neck. So I yeah. think I think they knew like they're like this looks good, but not <laughs> good enough for an extended period of time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think that's the same. Like thought, Leia in Rogue One is a very quick shot, and I think that CGI of Leia in Rogue One is beautiful. And it's in the dark. But yeah. it's um. Not not Rise of Skywalker and Rogue oh, One at the oh, end of Rogue right, One. Right, right, right. Uh, but that's like a very quick shot. Um, and I think it's, you know. Yeah. Um, I did like oh, do you guys know Sebastian Stan? Yeah. Okay, he looks like I, I don't know if it's just me, but he looks like a hundred percent like Mark Hamill to me. I think he doesn't have the body type. That's I don't think true. I think he's too big. Yeah, I think he's too tall and too wide. Yeah, wide. Shoulder, shoulder length. Shoulder length. I put on Mark like a prototype of Mark Hamill's um, one of his outfits, uh, and like it fit me perfectly. And I was like, huh, I guess this is how like big and short he is. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, but so Luke's there, and he's like, I'm gonna take Grogu, and I'm like, no. His face is so similar, though. Kind of, yeah. I just, I don't think he has the right body type. Body type, yeah. Which I think is more important than it, like, may seem like. Oh, yeah. That picture, it's like, oh, that's him, but I think wearing wearing the costume (laughs) Mm -hmm. would throw people off a little bit, like, Mm -hmm. seeing him on screen. Buff Luke. Maybe. Maybe Maybe I'm too sensitive to that kind of thing. I don't know. Oh, no. Anyway, so he's going to take Grogu, but Grogu's like, no. Well, kind of. Because he wants, like, it's kind of how I felt when I went to school like in New York I was like I want to go 
well, like, it'll make my parents sad if I go. Mm-hmm. Like, can I go? And then my parents are like, yes, of course. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Um, and then so, I just go with Luke. So he's, you know, Luke says, like, oh, he needs your permission. Mm-hmm. So he picks Baby Yoda up, and Baby Yoda takes it home at all. Yeah. <laughs> Din, are you okay? He takes the helmet off, and it, his little <laughs> hand, his little little baby Yoda hand touches his face. Aw, so sad. I cried. I was like, oh. It was, it was, it was sad. I really was just, uh, you know, like at 7 o'clock in the morning, like, oh, God, why am I crying this early in the day? Yeah. He's crying. Aw. It's okay. We all loved it, and it was very sad. And then R2 comes up and R2 beeps at Grogu. And it's very cute. Do you think they would have met before? I mean, if... I don't think Grogu... R2 hung around the Jedi Temple too much besides with Anakin. Yeah, and I guess so. Or he's just like another little Yoda. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he saw them. He saw Yoda in Empire Strikes Back. And of course, they all had that adventure in Star Wars The Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah so I think... Um, yeah, I don't know. If, I mean, it would be cool if Grogu knew you are too, but I don't think so. Mm. But yeah, yeah, so they and see. Then, and then Grogu says, Uppy, Uppy <laughs> to Luke. <laughs> and Luke picks him up and is like, I'll protect him with my life. And I'm like, I hope to God you do. Yeah, and I hope. Yeah. I, I'm not sure how I feel about him going with Luke personally. I would like him to go yeah. back with Din. I just feel like the heart of the show since the beginning was. Grogu and Din, and I'm not sure if if they just take Grogu out indefinitely if it's going to feel like the same show anymore to be mm. honest. I mean that one episode chapter 15 we had and it was like no Grogu except like right, towards the end. It was, it was like it was so all, weird. It was all about getting him back. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know, and I think now that, you know, and I think without Grogu, I mean, what does Din have anymore? He doesn't mm-hmm. have his He doesn't have his ship. He has nothing. You know, he has he has the dark saber, which he doesn't want. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like Yeah. Oh. So I wonder. I would like my dad is like hundred percent sure they're gonna bring him back. I'm I'm sure they'll bring him back. Oh, if, for sure. I'm yeah. Sure the amount of money they've made off of not the Mandalorian, but Grogu alone, the amount of money they've probably made off of him is probably beyond my comprehension. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So I'm sure they'll bring him back, but it was very sad. Mm-hmm. And I I guess I'm looking forward to season three, seeing where they go. And I definitely want him to Grogu to to make it out before Kylo Ren does his thing. Yeah. Yes. I, I don't need another reason to hate Kylo Ren. Like <laughs> same yeah. <laughs> yeah, my, my thing was like my dad was like oh what if Quinlan Voss wakes up yet again just to <laughs> save Grogu <laughs> I think I think Grogu like Kylo Ren's gonna come to Jedi school and Grogu's like dad dad, dad pick, pick me, me up, up. <laughs> I'm scared um, um but we'll yeah. see where it goes um my dad my dad said he thinks Grogu is gonna be like really stubborn and resistant to Luke and Luke's just gonna be like, take your baby. I can't, <laughs> can't keep him. I can't do this. You know, <laughs> we'll see where it goes for sure. And I think I do wish on one. I so I said, I and I know other people have said this that I wish he had given him the ball because we knew he has yeah. the ball back. And the ball has been, especially this season, but in first season too, has been like a, mo- a motif really of their relationship with each other. 
I guess it was because uh, it would be a reminder for Din rather than yeah, for... Well, no, but Grogu doesn't have a reminder. Oh, that's true. But unless he still has the necklace. I don't know if he still has the necklace oh, or not. Oh, yeah. But they I didn't don't know. know it, so... You I know, mean, they but, never showed him taking it off. Yeah, but he doesn't have it on, so, like, where does he... Is, yeah, no, but his rope's not very big. He can't hide a whole necklace on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, I think... I, I said, like, oh, I wish you would have given him the ball. I think that would have been a nice way to tie up that, like, symbol, you know? But then my dad said, well, what if next season Din still uses the ball to, like, you know, remember Grogu, and that brings them back together. Like, okay. a, that's, like, a symbol of them coming back together. Mm. And he can give them the ball when they reunite. Uh, which I think so. That was something. Don't take it off of him. What I'm are not you taking saying? it off. I'm just wrapping <laughs> his legless body. Okay. Um, but I think, I think what I really missed this episode was there wasn't like a big reunion for them. You know, like when he he after he defeats Gideon, he picks the baby up off screen. Mm. You know, we don't see the That's reunion, true. which I think. Um, would have been cute. I think it would have been great. I think it would have been a nice addition to the episode is just as like pacing wise because I think with you know with very, rescue yeah. it, you know Star Wars has a lot of rescue operation episodes and scenes and stuff and um it's always nice when like the rescuer and the rescuee get to to find each other even before they're out of danger and you have that moment of relief like okay they're together we have that I yeah. think uh, the best example I think is in Rebels when Ezra and Ezra they came oh I was thinking of the first time when, the, when like, Ezra gets excited, like, oh, they came back for me. Like, that's, that was, like, well, well I was just thinking just because in, you know, the end of Rebels, when Ezra and Kanan reunite, and mm-hmm. even though they're not out of danger, there's, like, they, it's, like, they finally got back together, mm-hmm. and, like, they're finally, there's, like, a moment, even though, yeah. you know, they have to jump back into the action later, and they have to fight the Inquisitor, there's, like, that moment where, like, okay. <laughs> up, you know, yeah. and I we like really we didn't really get that, you know. It was just constant tension until the end, which is valid, I guess. But yeah. I would have liked that moment to to breathe. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> but, but yeah, I liked dips. There's still a little bit more, but um, yeah, I I really enjoyed it, and I felt sad and scared for. Grogu and Din, um, and it seems like that's it with his helmet. Like he's yeah, sh- he technically it off in showed front of everyone, which like he they would only see the back of his head, but Except like still, Luke. yeah, like I think that's yeah. it. Um, yeah, and I mean then, we'll we'll see, you know, where how that's going to affect his beliefs mm-hmm. next season. So true. I think, I think this episode, I think. I liked it, but it didn't, I don't know, I felt like the first season's finale was, like, flawless, and it felt like the perfect culmination of the whole season and, like, everything coming together, and it was this great, like, emotional, like, catharsis, and it just, it was great, and I don't, I didn't really feel that way after this, mm. and I think after this episode, and I think part of it is, someone said that the Mandalorian might be, like, if it's, we don't know how many seasons is going to run, but it could run it's like a pseudo trilogy, at least the first three episodes, where the first season is our new hope, and it ends in like a really positive note. Like we made some sacrifices, but things are great and looking up. And then season two ends on a on a more bittersweet note, you know? Yeah. And I think yeah. so. We'll see how season three ends if that continues the pattern. Hmm. 
That would be interesting. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Um, yeah, but there's, but there's a little... an after credit scene, yeah. which I didn't, I almost missed it because I ran away crying. I went up <laughs> to my room to cry. And my dad's like, wait, Zoe, calm down. There's another scene. Aww. Uh, so it's and Tatooine. It's Tatooine, it's Jabba's palace. But now it was technically... It's Bib Fortuna's palace. Yeah. And, and he's like chilling there. <laughs> um, and then Fennec comes down and shoots everyone and, and she- sets the... The dancer, the dancer free. free, and then Boba comes in, and I thought it was funny because uh, what's his face, uh, Bib Fortuna's like Boba. I thought you were dead. We heard stories, and, and I was like, that's the fandom when Boba came back. <laughs> yeah, Boba, Boba shoots, uh, shoots Bib Fortuna and yeah. takes the throne with Fennec sitting next to him. Yeah, and I know this is mean, cool. but I'm glad Bib Fortuna's dead because he always freaked me out as a kid. <laughs> Yeah. I don't like his face very much. Not that you deserve to die if you have a bad face <laughs> or whatever. But, um, uh-huh. Yeah. So we're, and then it's uh, the book of Boba Fett, uh, December twenty twenty one is the last scene. Mm. Um, yeah. Which is cool. Um, I'm excited. Boba Fett series. Uh, I want Hondo in it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> what hondo hondo makes everything better hondo, i think cad bane could show up in it though i think because mm. you mentioned earlier there's a a clone war scene with cad and boba and that was cut you know from the final series but so i think you know we could see cad bane here obviously can't have the same scene from the clone wars but references to it yeah or something similar um i think i think i think but with that series has the potential to be really fun. It looks like, to me at least, it'll be delving into more like crime lord areas of things, which we really don't explore in depth all that much. Yeah. I'd say the closest would be in Solo and in the Clone Wars with Maul towards the end of that series. Mm. But yeah, it'll be interesting also... to have a series dedicated to it. Yeah. Um, and also, so do you guys think it's not season three then? No, it's no, it's not. Because okay. uh, someone was asking, I think Brendan Wayne, who plays Jim, yeah, and he said he's like, no, of course Pedro's still the main character of Mandalorian okay. season three. That's cool. like, <laughs> yeah, I'm curious yeah. if they've already recorded what they've needed to record. So, um, yeah, I guess we'll have to wait till December for I Book of Boba Fett, but then hopefully recorded the the series at least much of it because i mean mando season two came out in the fall and didn't even it didn't wrap up recording until slightly before the pandemic right right so yeah so i guess i guess maybe they'll play them um what's it alternate like alternate them maybe it'll be interesting how they how they do things yeah but I'm I'm excited for that series. Um, Boba Fett has never been a character that I was like super into. Uh, not that I dislike him, but I know like some people are, like really like all about Boba Fett, and that was never really me. The only Boba Fett I liked was Young Boba Fett. Young That's Boba the only Fett. one I was really very interested um, it's, in. It's exciting to see. You know, we could even have you know clones if they want to copy paste a bunch of Tamara Morrison. We could have some old clones mm-hmm. in there. Um, I think there aren't there probably aren't very many left. No, I don't think so. Uh, um, except like kicks, but not well, even kicks right is now. Frozen. Yeah. Um, but no, but I mean, we could have like 
Rex could, you know, Rex and Wolf and some of the clones could still be kicking. They'd be very feeble and old, I think, at this point. <laughs> but they could still be hanging around and we could see them, maybe. Mm-hmm. I doubt it, but it would be cool. Yeah. Um, just lots of fun things. I just want Hondo. <laughs> Hondo. That would be interesting. <laughs> well, and I think, you know, because they have Hondo in Galaxy's Edge, so they have, like, a live-action look for him already. You know, yeah, so they and it looks cool. I mean, yeah. it, I, it mm-hmm. doesn't make me go, "Ooh, what the heck?" <laughs> That's Hondo, because it looks like him. Yeah. Um, but my Let dad should do Hondo. If my dad should hire, or Disney should hire my dad to be Hondo. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he'd like that a lot. I'm sure he would. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, Book of Boba Fett. With, uh, more Ming Na Wen, which is great because I love Ming Na Wen. She's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And uh, speaking of Ming-Na Wen, she's going to be the voice of Fennec Shan in the Bad Batch series, which was announced at the Disney Investors Meeting. Yay! Mm-hmm. That series looks really good. I'm, I'm like that. Like that's in a Clone Wars style. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, like more clones. I want to know what happened to Commander Cody. Yeah. So hopefully he's in there. That yeah. would be cool. I know it's going to be like. It's weird because, like, it's, like, about the Bad Batch, but I'm not excited about it for the Bad Batch Isn't as much as I'm after? excited about it for, like, the other clones to know what's happening. After what? Order 66? Yes. Like, they have... Yeah, um, yeah it's Imperial, Imperial okay. clones. That's good. Well, so, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know what happened to Commander Cody. <laughs> <laughs> Just hope they're okay. So. Um, but, yeah. Even, yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, um, I think. Do you want to talk about the uh, the other series that were announced? Because there was a lot of series announced. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't really have many thoughts on them other than that sounds interesting. I think my only main concern is I think people, uh, the creators, and everyone who's involved in these big projects are very. Um, have been very taken by that volume thing that yeah. they've been working in. And I think, th- I don't want to say that they're losing sight of their animated shows, but that's what it feels like where Absolutely. it's a lot of the priorities are being given to live action content now mm-hmm. because of the success of the Mandalorian. And as cool as that sounds, I, I a lot a big portion of the fandom is here today because of the animated shows, and I would feel very disappointed if the animation department starts to wind down, where you know it's down to like one series and then that's it. And yeah. I hope that's not the case because I was very honest on Twitter when I said that if Star Wars if the animated Star Wars stops, that's the moment where I move on to other things and I don't I don't really stick around for the Star Wars fandom. Oh, because yeah. the animated shows are the thing that keep me going in the Star Wars fandom. Yeah, I, I have to agree. And I think personally, I think animation is for Star Wars specifically is almost better because they have fewer like limitations as far as yeah. that, like physics you know the only thing that's limiting them are budgets if you give them the budgets they can go anywhere do anything (laughs) they don't have to make ahsoka's mantra shorter so that way she could fight we're not getting back into that just (laughs) no but like with animation too and i think it's not even just like costume and like alien things like you said it's also like 
environments, you know, like the volume is beautiful and they can do a lot with it. But even with the volume, you look at the Mandalorian and all of the sets are really naturalistic, you know, for sand planets and forest planets and rocky planets. And Things like, that are e- e- easy to no? produce that, in that environment. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Obviously Star Wars has been doing that since the beginning. But with, like, the Clone Wars and Rebels, we get beautiful planets like Felucia. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's Anaxis? Is that the name? Is Ana- the name? Yeah. yeah. Anaxis, um, I would say in Rebels, uh, a, a, bil- a place like... Um, to me, just little thought, um, Like, it has those thought. huge mountain things. Well, like, like, well, they could do that in the volume. They but could. I think, like, like, uh, like, some of the bigger, like, really beautiful cities in, in Rebels, uh, Takaba, the one is what I was thinking of. Or uh, even um, Chopper Base. Uh, oh, Chopper Base. Yeah, like yeah, and we see these really beautiful, really creative environments and planets because they can do that in animation, and they can do that in live action. Felucia first showed up in Attack of the Clones, mm-hmm. and I would say Crate a little bit is a more creative kind of planet in the Last Jedi, but they it's a lot easier, I guess, to do. Not that animation is easy, but like they um. <laughs> they they don't they're not as defined by the limits and the same thing with animation too is that like characters can have more more bright colors and it looks more it looks yeah. better in animation you know like they've at least in the more recent films and live action shows it's all been very like even the aliens even the twi'leks are all like human skin tones or like shades of like beige you know? yeah yeah and it's it's i don't want to say boring to look at because there's a lot of beautiful designs but it's a little boring to look at you know like it not, is <laughs> not as palace and this isn't as much an issue with live action because like, i think the prequels and originals did this better but, like you look at mas Kanata's palace and it's gorgeous but all the aliens are just brown brown you know or, or a little orange or like slightly green tones slightly red where you look yeah. at like in a new hope you look at like the cantina and there's like all these different colors you know and especially in rebels you look at old joes there's all different color aliens you know Mm -hmm. i think i think we lose that with what they've been doing going forward yeah it's and then especially with having a live action ahsoka and making it just with sorry dawson i was like okay i don't want to dwell on the ahsoka show right i think my my thoughts on the ahsoka episode should inform you to how i yeah same action ahsoka show i would like them to fix the montrals and yeah but like just like use cgi put green tape on the ends and cgi them longer because i can't handle it otherwise (laughs) different actors like i get stunts like i get stunts you know like i've done movies and stuff with stunts you have to make sacrifices you know but to me that's like that's not like a costume change or a hairstyle change. That's like a part of her biology. Her character, exactly. It's, yeah, her experience. I mean, especially made her, like, her, they're, I mean, they're like early Clone Wars. Like, like you look at, like, the, like the Siege of Mandalore, Ahsoka, and it, it's, she, when she's 17, they're longer than they are in the Mandalorian. Yeah, exactly. Like, so, and you know what? I don't. If I hate to say this, because Shock T was a background character, but if they could do Shock T in the Battle of Geonosis in Attack of the Clones, like, yeah, it's true. It's all I true. <laughs> I want to hear about budget concerns from me neither. <laughs> Not when Disney's it. backing it up. <laughs> I get it. Like, but the amount of what 
you know, and it's not like we're, it's not like an animation when they like copy character models. That's different to me because it doesn't matter. But when it comes to stuff that matters, I don't want to hear about, about budget cuts, you know, yeah. like, ask daddy mouse because you're not getting any sympathy from me. <laughs> I always feel, lately I've been feeling weird because they're trying to like bring out so many different shows, mostly yeah, live well, action. To me, I was thinking about that, but I would guarantee that over half of the shows they announced the Disney investor night were supposed to be announced celebration five days of celebration so it like it felt like a lot that night when they were announcing it all but I was like well they they didn't mean to announce it I'm sure they didn't mean to announce this all at once so I was like all right it's also still just like I don't know it lately it just been just feels weird because because I didn't like I didn't like Rise of Skywalker, and like me, I'm always like, yeah, I love every Star Wars, and then it just feels so weird to dislike something mm-hmm. Star Wars because, it, like, I, I'm not used to not liking something Star Wars, and so then, like, didn't like that they keep using Rosario Dawson, and now I'm like, oh, well, okay. the thing with the Ahsoka series that bothers me is, like, if you gave me the same exact series, but animated, I would love it. I would yeah. be, like, I wouldn't shut up about it from now until whenever it comes out, you know? Using Ashley Using Eckstein. Ashley, too. I hope, God, if they need a voice for Ahsoka and they use Rosario instead of Ashley, I'm gonna be really... I mean, I'm sure Ashley's very nice about it on the, she's not, like, but I'm a little yeah. bit like, I'll avenge you, Ashley. <laughs> I will. <laughs> like, Ashley's, I don't know how Ashley feels. I don't know how she, I don't know how she feels about it personally, because I don't know her. Right. Uh, but whether she, you know, however she feels about it, I'm angry on her behalf. On her behalf, yes. You know? but, I will visually look angry yeah, for her. I, I mean, I'm going to watch it anyway. Like, I'm like, I don't want this, but like, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we'll see, you know, hopefully it'll have a good enough story I guess to redeem itself for me hopefully they'll make costume changes that redeem itself for me um it looks like I know they said that the Ahsoka series and the Rangers of the New Republic series that were both announced there's they're gonna have them running with the Mandalorian season three and do like a crossover event like how Mm. like the CW superhero shows or the Marvel shows do Mm. um I don't I'm a little apprehensive about that because that just seems like a lot but We'll see how they handle it, you know? Yeah. Some people are like, oh, it's going to be Thrawn. I'm like, no, not Thrawn. Not because I'm not, I don't have a particular aversion to seeing Thrawn in live action. I know I said I don't want the ghost in live action, but I don't care if I see Thrawn or not. I just don't want them to, like, resolve the Rebels storyline, set the storyline that Rebels set up without it being, like, an animated thing of its own, you know? Yeah. <sighs> We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Rangers of the Republic looks interesting. Yeah. Uh, so there's Rangers of the New Republic, Ahsoka, uh, Andor. Andor with, <laughs> there's a sizzle reel, but we already knew there's, that. Was, I'm actually kind of excited for that one. About Andor. I'm excited for Andor. I think we know casting with a Fulcrum agent, so I think we could see Callus in that, mm. which would be cool. That would be interesting. I then would like Kenobi. to see, I forget the name. What's his name that plays Callus in Rebels? Oh, um, David Oyelowo, his voice. I know some people said that he should play Callus, and you know what? I'm kind of fine with that. Yeah, I'm fine with it. And even if they decide to go in the route of how he's portrayed visually, I would still like David Oyelowo to play a different character. Yeah, he could even just be like an assistant to Callus or something, just like, (laughs) you know, I think we talked about with the Ahsoka episode, we wish 
Ashley had been there, you know, exactly. and maybe she will, maybe she'll have involvement in the Ahsoka series. I would hope. That would make me feel better about it personally at least. I would just be more confused especially if like Ashley's talking I'm like which one's the Ahsoka? No yeah I don't think (laughs) Ashley could talk even like because like I have met Ashley a few times and even when she talks in her normal voice you can hear Ahsoka. Ahsoka. You know Mm -hmm. like there's some voice actors like when you talk to like like Steve Bloom you don't really hear Zeb unless he's doing Zeb but when you talk I would say like Ashley, Tia, and Taylor. A little bit Freddie Prince Jr. and Vanessa Marshall a little bit. Uh, you can hear, like, their Rebels characters and their voices, especially, I think Ashley's the strongest one of that. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think she couldn't talk, because then it'd be, like, it would just further remind me that Rosario Dawson's, like, not Not Ahsoka in my head. Yeah. So, um, again, Range of the New Republic, Ahsoka, Andor, uh, Kenobi. Which we already knew about. And, yeah, Bad Batch and Visions, which is an animated short films, which I think is cute. I think from the looks- world's best Japanese anime creators, which I think would be cool because Miyazaki, who does Studio Ghibli things, is very, very good at all these things. And I've seen, like, in Star Wars and in, like, Ghibli, like, they both have, like, re- like at least when Dave Filoni is doing uh, Rebels and stuff, they both are really good at, like, getting things that are happening in real life, like pollution and stuff, and put it into their stories. Mm. and to, like, make people more aware of these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm just excited yeah. for, so I'm excited they, for they, that. The one. new thing they announced with the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, which we already knew was happening with Ewan McGregor, is that they announced Hayden Christensen would be in it as Darth Vader. So I wonder how that's going to manifest, because mm. you can't really have Vader and Obi-Wan, like, meet and do a duel yeah. in the series, you know? So it'll be interesting how how Vader you know, what his presence is in that series, you know, and I'm still curious to know exactly what Obi-Wan's, like, gonna be doing, you know? Yeah, I'm curious. So, we'll, we'll see. I'm excited. It takes place 10 years after Revenge of the Sith, so I know some people said they wanted to see a redo of the Obi-Wan and Maul fight, which I didn't want, um, but some people did. I don't think it's necessary. I think the reason they wanted to redo it is probably because it was so short, but I think it's really good short. Yeah, yeah, and and if it's 10 years after Revenge of the Sith, then it's nowhere near that point in time. 10 years, so Luke will be about, Luke will be 10 years old, so Mm -hmm. baby Luke. Baby. (laughs) Baby Luke. Um, Um, But there's also Willow, which I think it's cool. I mean, it's the same title as the other movie, Willow, yeah, um, well, I imagine it's like, has... a, like a spin-off sequel thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. They have Visions. I'm With Warwick Davis. Yeah. Just looking at the logo of Visions, it looks like either water or like paint. So it's yeah. interesting to see what, what that well, what the relevance I wonder, of that will be. I wonder, because in the last episode we did, I was talking about like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if they had a show with different like animators and stuff? And I think that's what this is because it's just oh, it's so pretty. It'll be cool. Another uh, announcement that they don't have on their Instagram, which is what we're locking off right now, was they announced a Lando series. Oh, yeah. I'm really excited about. Will it I love have... Lando. I, so th- I don't think they specified if it'll be Donald Glover or Billy Dee Williams. Mm. The logo is like a blue and yellow, which to me reads Donald Glover. Lando. Yeah. Mm. Um, but, That'd you know, cool. <laughs> my dad thinks it'll it could like go back and forth and be like 
Billy D like maybe telling stories about Donald Glover Lando. That'd be cool. Or him, that would be interesting. I said, he said it could be him talking into his oh. like recorder thing, like he doesn't <laughs> like Lando doesn't solo. I think it could also be him talking to Jana because he and Jana go off mm. together at the end of Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Oh yeah. So we'll see Lando series. There was like some kind of droid series that was also announced. Hmm. Um which so many I, which I know so many which I think the droid series was supposed to be animated which may, it reminds me of the old droid series the cartoon is cartoon I watched when I was a kid growing up uh it was bizarre but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if either of you have, did you watch the old droids cartoon no I, I saw the, I should rewatch it we have the dvds but yeah it was a very weird <laughs> series <laughs> um and they announced there's they didn't really give specifics, but Taika Waititi's up um, film is still in production. I think he's writing it. I wonder if that'll be thrown off the schedule wise because Thor: Love and Thunder has now been pushed back because of the mm. pandemic, and obviously Taika has a lot of involvement in that film. So I wonder if that'll affect anything because um, obviously they're both Disney properties. So hopefully they can work together to to figure something out on that. Hmm. And they also announced Patty Jenkins is doing a movie called Rogue Squadron. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which, Which is supposed to be not during the not during the rebellion era. I think it's supposed to be in the sequel era. Yeah. So it's well it's interesting how that will go. I love um I love Patty Jenkins um her film uh the Wonder, Wonder Woman. Did. I Wonder Woman 84. Is that out? I don't think so. I think it comes out this week or oh. yeah, oh, this it, week. Uh, the new one, right? Yeah, it comes yeah. out Christmas, Christmas on HBO yeah. Max. Okay. Um, yeah. so, but that looks good, so I'm excited to see what she'll do with that. It'll be the first Star Wars film directed by a woman. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, it took very long. Took a long, long time for that right. to happen. Yeah. You know. Oh well. We're here. You know. <laughs> And and Taika's film's remarkable too because it, it will be the first Star Wars film directed by a man of color, which is also important. Yeah. Um and so. I like I've been liking Taika's the movies oh, just like I outside love. of Star Have you seen Jojo uh, Rabbit? Yes. I and, love Taika Waititi. I am in Thor? love with that man. Okay, but like Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok, of course. Okay, I'm in love with Taika sure. Waititi. What we yeah. do in the shadows, just everything that man does. I haven't seen that one. I love Oh, wait, wait, wait. Not the series. Not the series. The movie that the series is based on. Yes, I know that one, too. Uh, With vampires. And I didn't finish it because vampires. Yes. Yes. Um, But I love him. He's really... He's very good. He directed Um, the finale of The Mandalorian. Because I know some people, when his movie, I think, was announced before The Mandalorian Season 1 finished. And I know, like, I know um, someone saying, like, oh, you know, I love what he did with Thor, but I'm worried that won't mesh well with Star Wars. But to me, I think his episode of The Mandalorian showed that he can, I guess, tone it down, I guess would be appropriate uh, for Star Wars and include elements of, like, what he does along with, like, the elements we know and love of Star Wars. Yeah. I'm kind of hoping that, like, which one is he directing? It didn't, they didn't give any specifics. Oh, just that he's directing something? Yeah, he's writing something. I'm Um, excited. I don't, now that we have a Lando series, I always said, I wanted him to do something with Donald Glover's Lando because I think his direction and Donald Glover's Lando would mesh so well together. But it looks yeah. like the, just as they're doing a Lando series. So is he Lando doing movie. a series? 
or he's doing a movie. Movie. Well, that's the thing because I was gonna say if it's a movie, I'd hope that it's not. I'd hope the main character is not white mm-hmm. because so far the main characters of pretty much all of them are white. Whether even if Ray was a woman, which is great, she was also white. Mm-hmm. Jin, white. <laughs> like all like. I just hope there's more people of color that are like the main character and in the Jojo rabbit he put in even though he couldn't didn't explicitly say these two characters are gay it's very obvious especially because the movie was based in Nazi Germany they can't exactly say yeah we're gay Mm -hmm. you know so like I hope there's also LGBT in there like Mm -hmm. I just hope he does that which I'm sure he will to an extent of how much he can do, but I'm, yeah. I, I'm excited. I think, I'm excited. I think Taika's great. I think he mm-hmm. is. I love his use of color. I think mm-hmm. we talked about this a little earlier. I think live action modern Star Wars has been a little lacking in color sometimes, so I think hopefully Taika can, can change that. Yeah, Thor Ragnarok um, was very colorful and beautiful. So um, I'm, I'm excited. I think he's brilliant. I think we talked about this. I talked about this with you, Jonah, on the last podcast we did together, how I think an important um, message of of Star Wars, an important theme is like about imperialism. We talked about it in Rebels, and I think it's fairly consistent throughout Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Something that he touches on a lot in his work. Yeah. I think Thor Ragnarok's a great example of that. Got so it. I'm sure he'll he could bring that element into Star Wars, and I think it'll. I think he's he's great. I'm excited for. <laughs> I just think he's neat. Yeah, I think is that all the announcements? <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. so. There might be more, but this is no information, yeah. so we can't really. They they threw a lot of titles at us without much detail, which yeah. is I'm, yeah. I'm sure they for some stuff. I bet they would be filming right now and have stuff to give us, but you know, yeah. the world as it is, they can't. So it's, it's exciting. We'll see where it takes us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was that was a whole. That podcast. was a lot. <laughs> we kept you here very long, Jonah. Oh no, that's fine. <laughs> thank you. Um, thank you for podcasting with us. Yeah, of course, always. Your plugs. <laughs> do you want to do your? Uh, oh my plugs! Oh my bad, I didn't hear that. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. Uh, listeners can find me on Twitter with the handle at Blue Jake Eyes, and they can also find my writings on RadicalGrid.com whenever I feel like writing. <laughs> and they can also listen to me and my mom talk about Star Wars on the Geeky Bubble Pod. Hey, you can follow Star Wars Geek Girl on Star Wars Geek Girl at Facebook, and it's SW Geek Girl on both Twitter and Instagram. Um, you can go to the Star Wars Geek Girl website to. It was very recently revamped because WordPress just decided to stop working hmm. for us. So great. <laughs> so we, we transferred the site over. I rebuilt the whole thing and it looks great. Lizzie still has to write her bio for me. Yes, I, I can do that, do that like today. A, like a month ago. <laughs> um, but you can go check that out. I do some writing there and there's there's a poll. You can do a poll. I think the poll, I'm doing a monthly poll now because I can do what I want. He has the best hair in Star Wars. Oh no! So <laughs> we'll see who wins. Like, my dad was will always pick. Yeah, I Quinlan. got one response, and it said Quinlan Voss, and I'm like, huh? Who's <laughs> that? No wonder. <laughs> who could that be? Um, but yeah, so check out that. Uh, you can find me personally at 
Spectre underscore five written out, not the number, on both Instagram and uh, TikTok. Uh, you can find the Rogue Rebels at the Rogue Rebels on Instagram and my dad on Twitter at Satellite Make Music because he's fun. And uh, also, did I say TikTok already? I think no. TikTok no. for Rogue Rebels. Uh, I also have a small TikTok. Uh, it's Rogue Rebel Sabine um, with Bean as a B E A N. Um, yeah. I think it's the same for your Instagram too. Well, yeah, but that's private. No, no it's one. private. Oh, I didn't Only know. family. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Only. <laughs> but I think that's, that's all the plugs. Yeah. Uh, obviously, if you're listening to this, you know where to listen to the Star Wars Gift Girl podcast. So I don't have to say that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's everything. All right. Thank you so much again, Jonah. Thank you. Yeah. Anytime. Anytime. Uh, okay. So I was Zoe. I was Lizzie. And I was Jonah. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Star Wars Geek Girls. They're geek girls that like Star Wars. And sometimes cry.